Hey moms, welcome to this episode of the Dorenda Wilson podcast. I'm really glad that you joined me today. I'm going to be talking about lying today. I've invited my friend Ginger back to tackle this topic, but before we dive into that, maybe you're a new listener and you don't know me at all. So a little bit about me. I'm married to Daryl and we've been married for 32 years. We have eight kids, ages 17 to 31, five boys and three girls. We have grandbaby number nine on the way and we have been homeschooling from the very beginning. So we have graduated seven of our eight kids so far. Now, I have also written a few books. Uh, The one that I want to tell you about today is The 4-Hour School Day. It's how you and your kids can thrive in the homeschool life. It's a really easy read. Um, It is not a difficult uh, book to read. You know, I'm, I'm all about like conversation style. So that's kind of the approach that that's how I write. And, and that's kind of how this book is written. And honestly, it's just full of affirmation for parents that you can do this homeschooling thing. So please go check out the four hour school day. You can get it on Amazon, my website, DorindaWilson.com or at any of your favorite booksellers. Also, my friends at Homeschooling Today magazine share our hearts for homeschooling. I've told you before, I love this magazine because it's just, it's gorgeous. When it comes in the mail, you'll want to get away and savor it. You'll you'll find great ideas for teaching that will inspire you, but you'll also feel emboldened to homeschool in a way that helps your kids discover who God created them to be. And that's one reason that I love writing for them. I know they're passionate about homeschooling and have a deep desire to help you homeschool boldly, to remind you that we're in this together and to help you see past the present trials into the reality of your true calling, which is equipping your children to be the remarkable people that God created. So go check out Homeschooling Today. I'll leave a link in the show notes. My friend Ginger is back. And if you missed the last episode with her, we talked about whining. I would love for you to go back and listen to that. But Ginger is the best-selling author of Don't Make Me Count to Three, Wise Words for Moms. And I can't believe you just said that. She speaks at women's events and parenting conferences and homeschool conventions across the country and co-hosts the Parenting with Ginger Hubbard podcast. You can check out her parenting resources and find out when she's speaking in or near your area at gingerhubbard.com. All right, so here's the big question, moms. Is your child struggling with lying, but you aren't sure how to address it from a heart-oriented biblical perspective? Then we are glad you're joining us today as Ginger Hubbard talks about why children lie, what God's word says about lying, and encourages parents with practical ways to train children to speak the truth. Welcome back, Ginger. Thanks, Dorinda. I'm excited to encourage your listeners about lying. I am really glad mm-hmm. you're here too, because this one can be a doozy sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you don't, you, you get this feeling that your child is lying, but you can't really pinpoint it or prove it. And it, it gets really frustrating, but eventually it seems to always come to the surface and you realize, yes, your gut instinct was right. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> be sure your sins will find you out. But why is lying such a temptation for children and really for that matter, adults? Um, In other words, what's at the heart of lying? 
Well, hopefully none of us lie on a daily basis, but I think if we're honest, we've all had our moments of exaggerating details in our favor or twisting the truth a little bit to make ourselves look good or uh, maybe conveniently leaving out certain facts to protect our guilt. Or how about those times when we slightly embellish our stories just to make them sound a little bit better or to make ourselves look better in the eyes of others? So why do we do those things? Why do we lie? I think if we really think about it and we really evaluate what's at the heart of lying, we'll conclude that most of the time, lying derives from a love and preservation of self. Mm -hmm. And our children are no different. They are just smaller versions of us. And like us, they'll sometimes even resort to denying the obvious to save face and avoid consequences. But what's even worse than lying being motivated by a love and preservation of self is that lying expresses a lack of trust that God is in control. Because no matter how you slice it, lying is always an attempt to bring about the response or outcome that we prefer, a response or outcome that suits our own interest. And that's a problem because when we try to alter a natural response or outcome by lying, we're placing ourselves in a position of control rather than trusting God. Mm, mm. So what are three methods parents should avoid when dealing with a lying child? Well, the first one is in regards to punishment. We don't want to just punish a child for lying. While consequences are part of training children not to lie, to just merely punish a lying child can actually wind up doing more harm than good. Because what we view as I'm punishing you because you lied, the child views as, uh, no, you're punishing me because you found out the truth. And then they just become better at Mm -hmm. lying. Mm -hmm. Another dangerous response to lying is anger. We talked about this in our episode on whining that we've already done. Uh, Because anger, that's going to cause the child to fear admitting that he lied and dig his heels even deeper trying to cover the lie. Also, when we respond in anger, it's going to stir anger in in the hearts of our kids. Proverbs 15 one says, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Uh, The third method parents want to avoid when dealing with a lying child is putting labels on them. In other words, if we are absolutely certain that the child has lied, it's better to address the fact that he lied rather than calling him a liar. If we call him a liar, we're labeling him a liar rather than encouraging him to live in the forgiveness and atonement of Christ. So, When our children lie, rather than just administering a consequence or reacting in anger or calling them liars, it's best to calmly address what God's word says about lying and the relational consequences of lying and perhaps even share about a time when we ourselves told a lie and what the results were and why it would have been so much better to be truthful. And then... We really, 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 this is so important. We want to encourage them in a total dependency on Jesus, who is our only hope for redemption and change. We need to understand that it's a self-controlled, transparent, and gospel-oriented response to a lying child that's that's going to pave the way for more honest communication. Mm. Wow. So how can parents help young children understand that lying is a sin and how it hinders their relationship with God and others. That's kind of a big thing to try to get them to understand. Mm -hmm, It is. Uh, Well, first, we can tell them about Proverbs chapter 6, which talks about seven things that God hates, one of which, according to verse 17, is a lying tongue. Mm -hmm. So we know from that verse that that lying does not please God. We also need to help them understand that while following and pleasing our Heavenly Father are reasons enough to speak truth, there are also relational consequences when they choose to lie. Mm -hmm. The foundation 
foundation of the family relationship is built on trust. And mm-hmm. when that trust is violated, the foundation of that relationship crumbles. Honesty is the glue that holds a family together, which is why Paul advises in Colossians 3, 9, do not lie to each other. God desires to transform us into his likeness, and he desires for families to remain faithful and united to one another. So that's why he reiterates the importance of being truthful a lot throughout scripture. Mm-hmm. So if you want to help your child understand these truths uh, in a way that's, that's simple, um, you might consider starting out with some very simple heart probing questions, something like, sweetheart, God is the father of truth. So do you think lying honors or dishonors God? And, you know, if the child doesn't answer, I always encourage this, don't get into a power struggle. Just go ahead and answer for them. Next, it's important to explain how lying damages family relationships. So you might say something to a small child along the lines of, honey, not only does God hate a lying tongue because it dishonors him, but family relationships are built on trust. So when you lie, trust in our relationship is broken. Sweetie, it is so important that we keep trust in our relationship and that we honor God by being truthful. Mm, So good. So good. Now, there's always those... um, There's always those gray areas, Mm -hmm. you know, um, when it comes to lying. And, And that can be really challenging. What if the parent thinks the child is lying, but isn't 100% certain. Well, if you're not 100% certain as to whether or not the child is lying, I very much encourage you to err on the side of mercy. Mm -hmm. Sir William Blackstone coined the saying, better that 10 guilty people escape than that one innocent suffer. Mm -hmm. To be accused of lying when in fact the child is telling the truth, that can be devastating. Mm -hmm. And the last thing we want to do is to make them feel that we have this ongoing suspicious expectation Mm -hmm. of them lying because that's going to discourage them from walking in truth. So so if your gut is telling you that your child is lying, but you're not 100% certain, just pray that God would bring it to light so that Mm -hmm. you can have that opportunity to point him to the atonement of Christ. And don't stress out over the possibility that your child has gotten away with a lie because of your uncertainty. If your child is really struggling with lying, he's going to lie again in a right. situation where That's you right. are certain. And then, you're, and then you'll have that opportunity to train him in truth. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's so good. Just remembering that, that grace and what you're describing there is really, um, it, 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 it ties in with what you said about trust. Because if you um, if you are if the child thinks you're suspicious of them, that undermines the trust that you were talking about earlier. That's so important to keep a family um, together. Yes. So one of the books in your series, uh, teaching children to use their words wisely, is on the topic of lying. Now, I, I've looked at this book; it's it's great, moms. You will love it. Can you tell us how this book will help children learn the importance of being truthful? Sure. In the story, um, it's called, the one about lying is called Chloe in the Closet of Secrets. And so in the story, for every lie Chloe tells, um, this crazy little fluff appears. And Chloe tries to hide her secrets by stuffing all the fluffs into her closet. And it's not until the closet is so full that it's ready to burst that Chloe realizes that her lies are hurting her relationships. And so later in the story, God uses Chloe's dad confessing his own lie and asking for forgiveness to encourage Chloe to do the same. Mm. And so children, we read the stories to some kids um, at a school recently, and they just love the silly story and the bright, fun illustrations. Mm -hmm. And the whole story is centered around encouraging kids 
kids to always tell the truth. And then also helpful, there's a parent page at the end of Chloe in the Closet mm-hmm. of Secrets that offers guidance for helping children understand what a lie is and the uh, just the powerful grace of God when they confess and seek forgiveness. Yeah, that's what I loved about these books is that part at the end that really just helps guide the parents and sort of Uh, you know, you can read the story to the child, but then you can really like concrete everything with some of the things that the things that you included at the at the back of the book. So it was just they're just very complete books. And, you know, stories are powerful. And in those illustrations, they're they're great. And in kids love stories. So mm-hmm. it, and it's, it's just a very powerful way to communicate. And so that's why I love, you know, the fact that we can talk about such important issues through a child's book. Mm-hmm. It's it's just such a blessing. But in the story, um, Chloe's dad has to confess his own lie, as you mentioned. How important is it for parents to be open and transparent with their children about their own struggles? It's important for our kids to know that their parents are sinners in need of a savior just like they are. When we admit our own struggles at age-appropriate levels and let our children witness us seeking Jesus for help with those struggles, it very much encourages them to do the same. We want to model for our kids what the conviction of the Holy Spirit looks like and how Mm -hmm. we are to rightly respond uh, to conviction with repentance. Right. I always say more is caught than taught. Yep. Um, they are watching us. And, and you know, it's, a, it's really a beautiful thing because it's it's it holds us accountable for our growth and our relationship with the Lord. And, you know, it often brings our sin issues to the surface. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I love what someone said, you know, I used to used to be such a um, basically a more holy or better person before I had children. Well, no, <laughs> actually, that's not true. Right. That's <laughs> God, God is saying, giving us. Yes, he's given us the opportunity to um, to see kind of like what's really there, so that so that he can he can take it and forgive it and redeem it and make it beautiful. You know, making making beauty for ashes. You know, that's that's, right. that's what our God is about. And so when we walk that out in front of our kids, we are sending such a clear message that God is a good God and he's a trustworthy God and he's a powerful God and he's a life-changing God. All the things that we claim and all the things that we hear at church um, and all the things that we maybe talk about with them, when they see us walking it out, that is what cements everything. And right. um, it's it's a, you know, it's a responsibility for sure, but God is so gracious and he gives us what we need Um, along the way. And, you know, I feel like books like this are some of the tools that he gives us to help us with this. And um, so, well, that was wonderful. Thank you, Ginger, for for sharing that. And for, um, I know that parents get frustrated when it comes to lying. It can be such a difficult thing to, uh, to address. And I love just the simplicity of the, the, um, just the steps that you've given us. And so um, I think it's going to be a huge blessing for moms. Well, thank so. you, Dorinda. And <laughs> also, you know, I would I have a story about a time when my daughter told a lie. I think she was about five years old and was uh-huh. caught red-handed in a lie. Nope. I know parents love practical examples. Right, right. So I would love to share that story if we have a few more minutes. Absolutely, yes. Okay, okay. So yeah, Alex, I think she was probably maybe around five years old. And I mean, just caught red-handed in a lie. And just for the record, Alex does give me permission to share this 
story. Um, so when she was little, one of her favorite things to do was to play dress up and pretend and not just dressing up herself. She also loved dressing up Mickey, our little 10 pound Yorkie, who surprisingly for such a high strung little dog, he was always happy to oblige. So I always allowed her to dress up Mickey as well and pretend with him. But there was one thing that Alex knew she was not allowed to do, and that was to get into my makeup bag. So when Mickey, our little Yorkie, came prancing into the kitchen with <laughs> lipstick on one afternoon, it really wasn't hard to, to, to figure out who was behind it. Right. And so I asked Alex how it was that Mickey came to have rosewood lips when <laughs> she knew she was not allowed to be playing in my makeup bag. And she, I mean, Dorinda, like very quickly responded, Doug did it. Okay, so let me tell you about Doug. Doug is a three-inch tall caped action figure that came in a kid's meal, okay? So hands down, no question, Alex is lying. But because Alex did like to pretend and because I really was wanting to give her the benefit of the doubt, so I made a suggestion based on my suspicion. I said, Alex, did maybe you help Doug get the lipstick out of my bag and help Doug put the lipstick on Mickey? Well, she was smart enough to know that even being Doug's assistant would have landed her in a lot of trouble. So she says, nope, Doug did it all by himself. And Dorinda, this is so, and then she takes it to a, a, a whole new level. She goes on and on about how she tried to encourage Doug to do the right oh thing. Goodness. Oh, you should have heard. It was, it was, I'm telling you. She said, I told Doug he wasn't allowed to be in your makeup bag. And I told him he really needed to obey because I didn't want Doug to get in trouble, but he wouldn't listen to me. I mean, on and on and on. And I mean, and so I did something at this point that rarely works with small kids. I tried to reason with her. I mm. said, Alex, Doug did not do it. Doug is not capable of going in my makeup bag by himself, getting the lipstick out, and putting it on the dog. Well, either Alex had clearly thought through in advance how she was going to escape the consequences of her life should she get caught, or she was just this good off the cuff, which is amazing for a five-year-old. But she very quickly says, oh, yes, he could do it by himself because I put batteries in him. <laughs> So Alex was caught red-handed in telling a lie. And Dorinda, I did call her out on it and I did discipline mm -hmm. her for it. But mm -hmm. I did not want to discourage her by labeling mm -hmm. her a liar like we right. talked about. Mm -hmm. I wanted to keep her focus on who she is in Christ. So mm -hmm. I just simply said, Alex, you told a lie, but you were not a liar. That is mm -hmm. not who you are. You are a forgiven child of God. And because of his grace, you can walk in truth. And then after we dealt with it, she had a clean slate of forgiveness and it was over. The matter mm -hmm. was dropped, her burden was lifted and her heart was lighter. Grace was shown in me addressing it and dealing with it and then letting it go and not holding mm -hmm. it over her head. I love that. I love that. Love keeps no record of wrongs. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. right. Love that. Well, Thanks again, Ginger, for being here. And we are going to just close in a word of prayer. Okay. Okay, Lord, we thank you again for the privilege of raising children. We thank you for the blessing that they are, for the ways that you grow us through raising them. We thank you for the wisdom that you give us in your word 
to deal with things like lying and whining, Lord, and so many other challenges that we have as we raise our kids, Lord. But we thank you that your word is clear, it is unchanging, and it is a rock that we can stand on. Thank you for this time together. I pray over every parent who's listening, ask that you would give them wisdom and victory as they continue to raise up the next generation. In Jesus' name, amen. 